I think I'm the opposite extreme of the person who is really good at pitching. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. A highlight of each year's Short Circuit Pacific Rim Film Festival is surely the CineSpark Pitch Competition. Vancouver Island and Gulf Island filmmakers submit screenplays of 10 pages or less for a chance to win a production package of cash, resources, and equipment rental worth a hefty $20,000. The five finalists pitched their project to an independent jury in a public pitch event with the winner guaranteed a premiere in the following year's festival. Today, we'll hear from the 2022 winner, multi-talented writer, director, editor, and co-producer, Daniel Kwan, about his thriller, The Girl in the Forest, which premiered this year. So congratulations, Daniel, on winning CineSpark and on your film screening, finally, this year. Thank you. And welcome to Push In. Thank you. Thank you very much. Scene one. Can you give us a quick, sort of a super elevator synopsis of The Girl in the Forest? The Girl in the Forest follows a girl, Farah, who has lived her entire 12 years of her life in the forest, isolated from the city people, growing up believing that the city people are bad people. But when she makes a connection of friendship with a city girl, she might be questioning whether the values that she was taught about the city were true or not. And that's when conflicts starts to happen. Was there something in particular that inspired the original concept? The biggest motivation was, um, how do I make a story where culture, we're not replacing culture, but we're uniting culture? Mm. That was part of the pitch. Scene two. Speaking about pitch, what was it like at CineSpark to pitch to three judges in front of an entire theater of people watching you? I fortunately had uh, two other members who were really good at speaking in front of people because I'm awful. I get very anxious and I get stage fright and tend to forget things. So uh, it's easier for me to speak to a person but when it comes to a presentation, when there is uh, when there are judges and there is a, 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 a countdown happening at the same time. So for me, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was horrible. Um, at that time, I was working on an independent feature up in Wells, BC. So it was very far away. And uh, I think that helped me a little bit to not overthink about the presentation because I knew about it while I was up there. I had to take a plane and fly that weekend to the presentation. I flew back to work. So there were so many things <laughs> at risk, right? I pay for the plane ticket just to do that presentation, which is about $500. And so I wanted to make sure that I, at least I did a good presentation and I practiced that entire six hours repeating and repeating over and over again. And yes, I think I forgot like a, a good chunk while doing the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> so would your advice be to practice a lot? 
Absolutely. I think I think I'm the opposite extreme of the person who is really good at pitching. So if if someone who has problem pitching presentations, uh, if there is an advice that I could give, is to somehow write down. That's that's what I did basically. Write down and simplify the ideas that you want to say, and somehow you memorize them, but never stop being genuine about your intention. Scene three. How about your budget? Did you have to get any other funding aside from the in-kind award from Cinespark? Fortunately, no. I've fortunately been exposed to working with small budgets, uh, especially uh, throughout the process of developing myself as a director and inevitably as a producer too. And if you self-fund all these projects that you have, you have to be tricky about the way you organize things. So. $1,500 back then was a, was a good treat. We didn't need to invest more money to make uh, the production value so high. And I'm very grateful about that. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, making a movie of that caliber with the budget that we had solely from Cinebix's budget was, uh, was a challenge. But you also become more creative and you learn how to be more efficient with your uh, money instead of wasting it. You had a very enigmatic stinger at the end of the film that I almost missed. Why did you decide to add the last line that way? Let's add some clip at the end so at least we're hooked to make a second part and explain the backstory of the characters. Because when you write a script, I think a lot of the times you create a backstory in order for the story to make sense. It's a little fun. Every movie does it. <laughs> so, What were you proudest about with the film? I would say the ability to uh, apply certain things that I would love to see in the film industry. For example, less working hours, the ability to select a group of people who are talented or have the ambition to learn on set uh, without uh, any egos and be able to shoot a quality short film with the extreme necessary budget. I think I would say they are the proudest points. Scene four. Was there any particular film or filmmaker that influenced you? Uh, to, that influenced the film, yeah. the short mm -hmm. film? No. Um, I always thought that um, as a filmmaker, uh, or maybe as a person, it's good to um, to find uh, your voice. Uh, and but in order to do that, you have to be extremely humble and, and honest with yourself. Um, so I, there are definitely films that I admire. There are filmmakers that I admire. But when it came to making this film, this short film, uh, no, there's not. Uh, and that process, I believe that could help me find um, my way of doing, of, of doing storytelling projects um, in a genuine way and uh, leaving a lot of room for self-reflection. Uh, when you see a film and you know that something's not working, I don't think this, uh, I don't think it's very helpful to say, oh, but 
let's say this director didn't do it that way or did so. So uh, I think it's important that you find where your mistakes were so you can fix them your way. That's how your piece becomes genuinely yours and you play, where you put your heart out. Right? Um, so uh, there is no particular influence for this film. Last thing I wanted to ask. I know that you were also one of Cinevix Dynamo recipients. What are you doing with that project? Are you in pre-production on that now or where is that? I was not expecting to win the Dynamo project, to be honest. Um, I was helping one of my friends who pitched for the CineSpark the same year. Um, we became very good friends. We always collaborate with each other, which is great. Um, and I helped her with the application for Dynamo. Fortunately, she won the funding as well. So we're both making a Dynamo film. My film has already been shot and I'm post-producing it at the moment. Woo! All right. Yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to it. Tail Slate. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for dropping by and giving us all this valuable information about pitching and being so honest about it. And I just wish you all the best of luck with all your films. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm truly honored to be uh, considered to be part of uh, this fabulous podcast. And that's a wrap. You can find links to Daniel in the show notes, and you can help promote the talented filmmakers we feature by liking, subscribing, or five-star rating us so others can find their interviews more easily. That's it for now. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.